at wolfproofing.net. The Twins will play the Astros in the American League Divisional Series after winning their first postseason series since 2002. Minnesota went 4-2 and against Houston during the regular season. Meanwhile, the Chiefs continue getting ready for Sunday afternoon's road matchup with the Vikings. Kansas City is one of five teams on a three-game or longer winning streak. And the Bears will try to pick up their first win of the season tonight against the Commanders as Week 5 of the NFL season kicks off in the nation's capital. I'm Drew Allen. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until 1 o'clock. Bottom of the hour, Wade Looking Bill. Give us our first opportunity to have Wade on to take a look uh, at the upcoming Iowa men's basketball program. We'll do the same with Eric Heft on Iowa State basketball and football as well. Claxon's Barbecue uh, giveaway about 10 minutes before 1. Let's get to Eric Heft, color analyst football and Iowa State men's basketball. What year is this, Eric Heft? For you? Oh, well, it's 40 for football. <laughs> Jesus. And 45 for basketball. That's unbelievable. So, Keep going, uh, my friend. Keep going. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, lucky to be able to do what I do. Yeah, and still doing it very well. And you got a pro that you're working with, which, as I do, which makes it a lot easier, right? I uh, and John no Walters. No doubt. Well, I've only worked with really two guys, Pete Taylor and John Walters. And I. I we challenge anybody to have a, a better couple of guys to work with yeah. for as long as I have. No, you've been very fortunate. And, Duff and Iowa State uh, fan base has been very fortunate to have uh, those voices. Well, let's get to Let's start with football. I do want to pick your brain a little bit on, on basketball because we think it's going to be a pretty good season for Otts again in, in, in the uh, most difficult league in college sports, the Big 12 basketball. Uh, but football first. And, and here's where I am, Eric. And I want to see if you go along with me. Um, this is a really young team, and I get that the fans are, you know, a little get uh, getting a little antsy. They want to get back to a bowl, etc. But you know what? Every coach gets one of those rebuilds, right? Seemingly, most coaches do, and I yeah. think that's what Matt Campbell is going through. I really do. When you take a look at the contributors to this team, I mean, the quarterback's young, the running back. I mean, there's so many. Redshirt freshmen and sophomores that dotted throughout that depth chart. I think what they're witnessing here is a rebuild. Oh, I, I think that's true. I mean, you look, I think they're what, three seniors in the two deep on defense, you know, and, and freshmen and sophomores out there playing uh, significant roles. And, you know, that's, I guess, certainly led to some of the mistakes, you know, that have been made on that side of the football. But on offense, you know, your running backs, your quarterback, you know, your, your tight, tight end. end. I mean, yeah. I mean, so many, so many young guys. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, in, in uh, for Coach Campbell going forward will be to continue to develop those guys. You know, the other thing too, and I know nobody likes to hear excuses, but you, know, you lost some guys that were contributors to this whole gambling thing and experience and one of the things lacking in this team is certainly experience so i mean that's that's a big thing too uh to tie into the whole the whole deal but going forward you know i think one of the things that speaks to why uh, matt is a great choice and a great fit at iowa state we've lost really one player of significance to the transfer portal mm-hmm. now uh, <laughs> 
not many schools can say that. And then, of course, that was Aishim, Aishim yep. Young, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, and we've lost some other guys who were contributors. But as far as one, you know, a lot of schools are losing a lot more. I think that speaks to how the, the solid footing that this uh, program is on. This week it's TCU and beautiful crisp day. It's going to be great tailgate weather. Not too hot out there. (laughs) Throw on a sweatshirt, put on a pair of jeans, and you're good to go. But love it, love it. This game is more than that. The Jack Trice legacy game, and I really liked what Coach Campbell said earlier in the week. It's it's not about a T-shirt. It's not about the uniforms. It goes a whole lot deeper there. Just the impact of this game and continuing to tell the story of Jack Trice. Well, it's it's incredible. I remember back, you know, many years ago as a student at Old State Gym, and there was this plaque, and I didn't really know anything about Jack Trice. There was a plaque, you know, bronze plaque, uh, kind of telling the story as much as you can in a plaque. And I right. always wondered, wow, that's really quite a thing, you know. But and now it's it's grown into something Jeez. as people have done more research, and some people. And rightfully so, have kind of pushed for this to be in the forefront and the stadium eventually being named. It's a big game, you know, and it's it's important for our fans, okay? But it is doubly or triply important for the players and the coaches on this football team. So it it is a big deal. And I think back, you you know, when Jack Rice came from Cleveland, you know, from inner city Cleveland out here. I also, the courage that took. Yeah. But I also think the courage it took for the coach to bring him here as well. I mean, it's just incredible, you know, the the trust that they must have had for one another to take this uh, adventure out to Ames. So, yeah, it it's a it's a heck of a story and one that keeps getting told and retold, and more and more people across the country, have, I think, are are growing to appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and, and uh, huge news this morning that the game's been moved from FS2 to FS1, which will, you know, uh, you would think equate to more eyeballs, more of the casual fans yep. just flipping around trying to find a college game that gets their attention. And, you know, whether uh, not a fan of Iowa State or not a fan of TCU that might uh, learn something. So so that was certainly good news, and I agree with you. So take me back to that time, Eric, that when the when um, Jack Trice's name was officially, you know, put on the stadium. What was that time like? Was there blowback, Eric? Do you recall? Pushback? Well, initially, I mean, because it was kind of no-name stadium for a long time after the stadium opened in 1975. And then it was kind of called Cyclone Stadium. And then uh, people were kind of pushing. The initial push came. And there was some there was some blowback. It's like, well, we don't, you know, we'll just let's leave it Cyclone Stadium. Then it was Jack Trice Field, uh, and then I don't know, twenty years ago or so, it became uh, you know Jack Trice Stadium. So, yeah, yeah, there's always pushback no matter what you try to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm just glad I, I'm glad that you know the right people were in position to make the right decision. And it was students that were really pushing, correct? It was. It kind of started through a journalism professor, I believe. Okay. Kind of discovered the story and just so got it out there. And, you know, and he was, you know, a guy who just wasn't going to let go of that bone. Good for him. And and, and as more people learned, I mean, I think the initial thing was, well, I don't really know much about this. Well, why would we do that? But the more people are educated about how this whole thing came about and how it tragically ended, you know, and... And obviously, the letter, I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. so many things. And as more and more people, you know, 
become, you know, familiar with it. They're like, yeah, hey, I do get this. This is fine. This is great. And that's where we are now, and I'm happy that's where we are. Talked about youth at the top here, back on the field, and this defense giving up some chunk plays. This is just not what we're accustomed to with the John Haycock defense. Is it youth, or is there something schematically? Has the Big 12 maybe started to figure out a little bit more how you beat the Cyclone defense? Well, I think it's more youth than anything else. I think if you look at, you know, we've had bad fits. You know, where you know somebody there, but he, he goes to the wrong gap. I mean, that has allowed some big plays. You know, and the secondary has not responded to a couple of deep balls when they were actually right there in position. It was happening in, in you know, probably three or four, uh, three or four times or, or more, where you could actually make a play. And you, you've got to be be more ball aware back there. But once again, some of these guys are are, are young. And the other thing is too, as more teams run RPOs. And, and I look at, you know, certainly TCU is good at it. But because Iowa State, the way they play defense, safeties have such an important uh, responsibility in the run game. Those RPOs, I mean, they, they have to be on point back there and reading their keys. Or you can certainly give up a big play. I saw TCU with a big slant for a touchdown on an RPO last week early in the game against West Virginia. Once again, safety comes up to support. And then, boom, hit that slant. And, you know, they got guys like Iowa State does, actually, who can take it to the house on that quick pass. Indeed they do. Uh, Rocco Beck, what have you seen as far as the progression from the quarterback? Well, I love Rocco. And I'll tell you why. From game one, which we thought, okay, is it going to be Rocco or is it going to be J.J.? Mm-hmm. You know, he has gotten better every game. Now, you could say last week he took a step back. Different situation for sure. But I thought he improved every week, and that's not something that's going to happen for the rest of your career. So this, this, a little step back that he took. I love the resilience he showed, though, after throwing that first, you know, the pick six. Obviously, was a was a big deal, but he came back and played well. I think he got a little hurried, a little rushed. Uh, a lot of different fronts, a lot of different pressures were coming at him that I think got him off his game a little bit after the first quarter and a half. But all in all, I think he's a guy that you can win with. He's got the it factor. Players love him. He can make the throws. He's got the quick release. And as he gets experience, you know, once again, last week you compared Dylan Gabriel to Rocco. Well, a six-year senior against a freshman. You know, I think maybe the comparison can be a little bit harsh. But I love the future that he has. Let's get into some hoops. Your first love and jump over to a team that's going to come in with big expectations again this season. A lot of new faces out there. They hit the portal hard and came up good. But I want to go to that freshman class with you first. What you've heard, Omaha Blue being around here. I think everybody knows Omaha Blue. But from Monchilovich and what he's going to bring to the table this year, the excitement there, I think he's got a chance to be really good. Uh, Some of those young guards. What have you heard about the young group coming in here, taking the transfers kind of out here in the opener? Well... Uh, people around here understand what Omaha is. I mean, they've seen him play probably, or a lot of them certainly followed him. Mm-hmm. You know, but he brings that athleticism and a guy who's who's pretty good on offense but can be really good on defense. I think the the biggest challenge for him will be you know fitting into the system, uh, you know, and while still being able to showcase his, his individual athleticism and, and those kinds of things. But I really like him a lot. Uh, but Milan uh, Momchilovic is a guy who 
where offense just comes easier than for most players, certainly players of his size. And, and I, I don't want, hate to use the George Niang comparison, mm-hmm. uh, but he can do some of the same kinds of things that George could. Uh, and as a freshman, uh, certainly shoots it better from, from the perimeter than George did as a freshman. So he's going to be an exciting player to watch. And once again for him, I mean, he's not, a, he's not a finished product by any means either. His ability to defend will certainly uh, have a big impact on his playing time. But those two guys I'm really excited about, as I am, you know, the transfers. And I want to bring one more freshman up because it's been a long time since there's been a seven-footer on the roster. And I don't expect J.T. Rock to play a lot this year. I think uh, in perfect case uh, scenario, he'd be a red shirt, but maybe not. What can you tell us about J.T. Rock, seven, all seven-foot one of them? Well, it was a tremendous move, I think, for his development and for Iowa State both to have him here. I fully expect his old red shirt. Yeah. I mean, you never know. But, but, you know, with Hassan Ward and Rob Jones inside, and you can play Omaha as a, as a five if you're playing small ball, you know, probably not a lot of minutes there. But what he was going to, what JT was going to gain playing in, in Sioux Falls against 6'4", six, 6'3", six, guys, right. you know, it just you know, wasn't going to enhance his development. He is going to be challenged and has been challenged every day by Rob Jones, Hassan Ward, at kind of show, hey, what you're in for. And the big thing, the reason I think it really helps Iowa State a lot is because Hassan and Rob won't be here next year. And he is going to, we need to find out, okay, JT, uh, how many minutes, you know, how good do we think you can be as a freshman, a redshirt freshman next year? And so there'll be a lot of answers, I think, over the next few months and as Iowa State decides what they're going to need to do in the portal or, or whatever. But but I think it's a great move. His development, I think, will will be exponential compared to had he stayed in Sioux Falls. We obviously know the backbone of this team and what TJ has built is on the defensive end of the floor. Offensively, though, how much better do you anticipate this team's going to be? I, I just you look at kind of the raw talent here. Feels like we're maybe going to be able to enjoy a few more sixty-eight, sixty-two games, not fifty-eight, fifty-two. Is that fair? Hmm. I, you know, and I think 70s are a possibility uh-huh. from time to time. Uh, no, seriously, uh, I, I like, first of all, you mentioned the transfers. And, and the one guy, I mean, I like all three of them are, are going to have a, a real role. But uh, Keyshawn Gilbert is a guy I just really love to watch. You know, I like everything about him. He is intense. He's a, he's a terrific defender. And with he and Taman Lipsy in the backcourt, whoa. I mean, that is going to be a terrific defensive backcourt. And he can shoot the three. I mean, so I like that. And the fact that you have guys who I think can be consistent three-point shooters. I mean, Gabe was certainly a guy who could make shots. But, you know, his numbers are around 30% over his last couple years at Iowa State, maybe. Uh, where Curtis Jones and, you know, and Jackson... Those guys can shoot the three, along with Keyshawn. So, uh, and you throw Milan in there as well. Uh, maybe uh, if if Milan is not a great defender, maybe we won't be quite as good defensively. But right, if you're going to win by six, I'm with you. Uh, give me seventy to sixty-four rather than fifty-four forty-eight. Mm, it's going to be fun. Uh, I was 
Big 12 changing. Obviously, you played in the Big 8. It worked in the Big 8, uh, worked in the mm-hmm. Big 12. Uh, still going to be called the Big 12 as far as we know, but you won't have any more trips to Norman or no more trips to Austin coming up in their place. What do you get? A Tempe, a Tucson, a Salt Lake, and, uh, well, you've been to, to Boulder, uh, Orlando, right? This year, Cincinnati yep. coming up in a couple of weeks, but next year back to Boulder. How about Dion joining the conference? Would you like to see uh, Iowa State get them at home, or are you looking forward to getting back to Boulder? You know, I'm good either way. I think, you know, I love what he's done for college football. Me too. You can say he's overhyped, whatever. You know, but he pretty much tells it like it is. So I've enjoyed him. I'm Not that I was ever a huge Dion fan. I'm not much of the Flash guy. But what he's done for Colorado, my goodness, you cannot put a financial or a quantifiable number on what he has brought to that university, that community. And... I think just the overall morale of people around the Buffalo. Yep, yep, no doubt. I saw the Philadelphia 76ers made their way to uh, either Boulder or Fort Collins to have dinner with Dion last night. He uh, cuts a pretty wide swath, no doubt about that. Eric Heff, good to talk to you again, Eric. Uh, appreciate it as always. We'll uh, talk to you down the road. Thanks for popping on. Oh, I'm glad to do it. Good to talk good luck, to you. guys. Yep, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Eric Hecht. Uh, the uh, color analyst for basketball, men's basketball, and for footballs. We check in on Iowa State. We'll do the same with Iowa as far as basketball with Wade Looking Bill next. But before we get to that, oh, by the way, Claxon's coming up in about a half an hour, so be prepared for that cue to call. But right now, time to claim some NIL money. Know.com. right now, you can enter this nationwide contest. The keyword is check. Check. Type check into the pop-up box. Your chance to win $1,000. Check at KXNO.com. Uh, Wade Looking Bill next. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. So good. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate. Help you choose the best product for your home and budget. Then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online. The Neighborhood Tavern at 1350th Street in West Des Moines is under new ownership. And it's now Bevy's Tavern. It's a great place to unwind after a long day Catch up with friends, catch a ball game over delicious drinks and tasty bites. Come eat, come sip, and come socialize. Bevy's Tavern, with new ownership at 1350th Street, just off 235 in West Des Moines. Then Andy sent you. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up in about 20 minutes. Be listening for your cue to call. Uh, if you haven't played in the last 30 days, you're eligible to do so. Uh, that's coming up here in about 20 minutes. Also, for you Hawkeye fans out there, uh, Dr. Fuller, a couple of locations, each 29th Street, Des Moines. Of course, they're uh, now it's, it's a year old, still call it new, right? The new office in Altoona. Doc Fuller gave us two tickets for the Wisconsin game. Wow. How about that? No hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> no transportation. Yep. Uh, but the tickets, uh, they'll be up on the Miller & Condon Twitter account at some point here. They are. Oh, they are. 
Yeah. How about that? You speak it into existence, Mr. Miller. <laughs> it happened. So just do me this favor. Okay. You, not you. All right. <laughs> but if you don't want to go to the game, yeah. just hold your water. Hold, uh-huh. your, hold your powder. Hold your powder. Because we've got more tickets. We've got... Um, Iowa women, we've got the rest of the football season. Doc Fuller's got us basketball tickets for the men. Uh, He's got the game at Wells Fargo that we have to give Mm -hmm. away. So if you're not going to go to the Wisconsin game, don't enter the contest, please. Fair enough. Fair? Right deal. Uh, Let's get Wade Looking Bill in here. He joins the program. Good to talk to you, Wade Looking Bill. Welcome back. How are you? Really good. How are you guys? Doing well. Football season is back. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. It's here. I used to dread it because that meant the end of football. Not that I didn't like basketball, just that college football was coming to an end. And I, I, I love the game. I really do love the sport. Um, so let's get into it. And it's kind of, I don't know, Trent, you're a rebuild, a kind of not high expectations, no. Wade. Put it that way. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think that, you know, the polls, well, there are 14 teams now in the Big Ten and I think 11, 12 is kind of where they're at, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a little low, but we've got to find out. You know, they, they, they definitely lost a lot from last year's season. They did. Now, Wade, you know I like analytics, and I like uh, kind of digging inside the numbers. And the first big rating projection system, Ken Palm's not out yet, but Bart Torvik, another one of those analytical sites, is out he has Iowa a tick higher. He's got them 10th in the conference, but 47th overall in the country coming in with his preseason projections. I mean, that's about as high as I have seen out there for this team. We know they can score. We know they're going to have guys here. My biggest concern, they're never good defensively, and looking at this roster, they might even be worse this year. Yeah, you know, it's it's still funny. If we could, if we could combine the football and basketball team and get the offense from the basketball team and the defense from the football team, yeah, it's just it's just something where no matter who it's been or what what the personnel look like, um, scoring's never been an issue. It's rebounding and defense. And you know, um, I, I I hope this year will be different. You know, I, I keep thinking that if they could just kind of almost break even on the boards every every game and just slow people down, they're going to score. They're going to make shots and, and, and get points. It's just can they can they do enough on, on the defensive end to go, I always say, to go 10-10 and 10 in the conference. I, I think that's the goal. Hmm. What's the uh, difference game-wise between the Sanford brothers? We've seen Peyton now. What he's, uh, is he a junior already? My God, just goes so fast, right? Um, what does Price do differently than Peyton, Wade? Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen them play a lot. I know their know their family really well and played with their dad many, many pickup games back in the day. But I think this is what I say. Both really good players. Both really good players, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I think Peyton's a better shooter. And I think Price might be a better score. I think he's more of a more of a point guard, get to the basket, try to get by you. Where Peyton's more of a of a knockdown shooter. Not that he can't create and, and do those things, but I think you know at at this stage in their careers, that's what I would say. Peyton's probably a little better shooter. Price may be more of a better pure scorer. So the point guard position, we look at France teams, and well, they've had what it was. 10 years of two point guards with Jordan Bohan and, and Mike Gassell and not a whole lot outside of that. When you look at the makeup, DeSante Bowen, 
Fran said earlier in the week that he probably should have played him more last year as a freshman. You have come, him coming back. You can put Tony Perkins. You can put the ball in his hand. When I was playing well in the Big Ten tournament two years ago, Perkins was running point a lot with Bohannon out there. They got a lot of weapons. They can play dicks there at times. You bring in Harding this year out of the freshman class. Ultimately, how does the point guard position shake out? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of those upperclassmen early, and I think you're going to see Brock Harding more as the year goes on. He's he's a different cat. He's a he's a different dude, and I think he's going to bring, you know, something that Iowa hasn't had in a while. Just a, a pure point guard who who can score, who can shoot it, but that's not what he's out there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I like Desante Bowen. I mean, I again. That was an odd comment that Fran made that he should have played him more because I think everybody was saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the Sunday Bones a good player. He was a really you know nice recruit for Iowa, and I think you I think you see a, a lot of improvement from your freshman to sophomore year. So the freshman you're just kind of trying to figure everything out, especially as a point guard because now you've got to run a whole new offense. But I think they're going to be fine. Dix is solid. Tony Perkins can play the point, and then Brock Harding I think is as he matures, has got to get more and more minutes as the season goes on. And I, I like your word, matures, and he's got to mature physically a little bit. I mean, you played the Big Ten. I don't have to tell you how physical that league can be. Can you play in that league at 160 pounds? It's tough, and I tell you, you you still got all these COVID kids hanging around. So yeah, they're a year older, yeah. Playing. You had 22, 23-year-olds. Yeah. You got 24, sometimes even almost 25-year-old grown men and there's some big guards in the Big Ten. You look at Michigan State, Illinois guards, Penn State. You know, Boo Booey's back. You know, mm-hmm. there's some there's some dudes in the Big Ten in the guard courts. And I think he'll be fine. You know, the game has changed the way they officiate it now. And I think 20 years ago, size was so much more important because they'd bang you, they'd bump you through screens, they'd be physical with you when you had the ball. I think it's changed a little bit. But Rock Harding, he's going to be okay. He's He's a different dude. It'll be fun. He's not going to back down. We definitely know that from him. Talk about the two incoming transfers. Ben Cricky, he gets a lot of the notoriety. He obviously led the MVC in scoring a year ago. He's going to be your man in the middle to start things off there. Your thoughts on him, how he translates to the Big Ten. And then Evan Braun. Saw a lot of him when he was over at Iowa City in high school. He's a bouncy athlete. I mean, there's a lot more athleticism to his game, I think, than people realize. What do those two guys do coming in for their final season? Yeah, I think I think um, Cricky's going to slide in really well. I, I think he's like Philip Robracha, and maybe maybe a better shooter. Maybe mm-hmm. step out, you know, seventeen feet. I don't know if he can make make threes on a regular basis. But I think he's more of a threat from fifteen than Philip was. You know, that that was the problem with him. They would just bag way off him as you know, they, as the scouting reports came out and forced him to shoot that shot. But Ben's a good player, and if you can score, you can score. The Valley's got good players. Mm-hmm. You know, they they got good players. So I don't think that jump will be as big. You know, he's he's older. He's twenty two, twenty three. He's not nineteen or twenty. So I think maturity wise, um, I like Evan Bronze too. I, I I think they're similar players. Both left handed, kind of strong. Um, Evan can really bang, and that's what Iowa needs. Mm-hmm. They need somebody, whether it's him or Owen Freeman, right. that's got to average almost double figures in rebounding because. You know that's where they're really going to struggle against the size of the Big Ten. Is can they can they rebound the basketball? Mm-hmm. And Freeman's what six ten two thirty. So so he's got the body. I'll tell you a kid who I think is is. Uh... 
poised for a better year than last year. And obviously, this time last year, we didn't know if Josh Dix was going to play, did we? Yeah. Or he, he couldn't train during the summer months. He comes in and he, and he played more than I think a lot of people anticipated. Um, and this year, he's had that whole offseason, been able to do everything by all accounts. I look for Josh Dix to take a significant step forward this year, Wade. Yeah. You know, so he was invited to that world team tryout down in Colorado. And people kind of forget, you know, he. Purdue offered him. Creighton offered him. I mean, he wasn't some kid that, that Iowa got at the last minute. I mean, they had to fight to, to, to get him on campus. You know, he had that horrible injury as a senior in high school and really took, you know, that was almost a 15 or 18 month type of recovery. But Josh is a good player. I mean, you see him at 6'5 and can handle it. You know, athletically, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And I think you're right. I, I think just having that whole summer where there was, the world team tryouts, the European trip, um, back in the system. Um, he's he's got to get more minutes. It's just hard because they have seven guys like that that can play the two, three, yeah. maybe even the four or the one, two, and three. There's just a lot of bodies to get those minutes. Patrick McCaffrey, his final season, uh, they mentioned that, that though he does have an extra year of eligibility, this is going to be it for Patrick, a career that has been I think frustrating at times for him. We know he's a talented offensive player. Scoring the basketball, he can knock down shots. He can you know, pull up and hit jumpers at that 6'9 frame. Just the complete game. After sitting out games last year, dealing with the anxiety that he was going through, what do you expect from him? And, and is there one more jump in him? Can he become a more consistent guy in his final go-around? Yeah, I, I just have no idea. You know, I, I don't think it's a great sign that they're saying that this is last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think to me that kind of says I'm ready to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really talented kid. I mean, sometimes you see him and you think, and that's that's Keith Van Horn. You know, the kid that played for Utah <laughs> Player of the Year. I mean, athletically and he's size wise, and he just yeah. you know can jump. Um, I have no idea. I really don't know. I think there were times last year where you said you know that. A kid's a pro. He can shoot it, and he can, and he can put it on the floor. Um, I just want the best for all those kids. That poor family. I just feel like they've been put through so much, and it's just hard in that fishbowl in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, your dad's the coach, and there's one more brother. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, he could be all Big Ten. He could be third team all Big Ten. He's really talented, and if he, you know, can just um, keep everything together, whatever that means, but. For him, you know, maybe basketball isn't the most important thing in life, and that's fine. Um, but talent-wise, he's as good as anybody in the conference. I mean, he's a really good player. We shall see. It's all going to unfold here starting in about, what, three or four weeks' time. Uh, I'm and, ready. And, and I know it's they football, go. you guys got to change gears a little bit. No, that's <laughs> why we, that's why we reached out to you. Owen Freeman's a good player. I yeah. guess they want. Yeah. yeah, and you know who else I'm looking forward to on that team? Then I I forgot all about this kid, the kid from the, the prep school, New Jersey Dumbello. Is that how you say his Dumbelle. name? Dumbelle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I don't know much about him. I mean, six eight. Looks like he's kind of athletic. Yeah. Um, it's just here's the thing: if you can't shoot the basketball, you it's you got to be really really special to be able to play. At, at any level, high school, college, or the pros. And I, I think that's the one thing with him that they're worried about. Can he really shoot the basketball? And if you can't, then you got to be Reggie Evans. You've you got to be just <laughs> yeah. you know, the best rebounder in the country because yeah. the game has changed so much, so much. But, again, he's 6'8", kind of bouncy, athletic. 
it looks like a player, but we'll, we'll find out. Indeed we will, and we'll talk to you about it uh, weekly during the season. Wade, thanks as always. Good to Thank reconnect you. with you, and we'll do so in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. And I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Wade Looking, Bill, former Hawk, as we take a look at the uh, uh, upcoming season. What are your expectations? Stay away from the play-in day from the, uh, what is it, Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Crown champion Sunday, right. Stay away from Wednesday? (sighs) Don't play in the 11, 14, 12, 13 game. There you go. That's what I mean. Yeah, top 10 seed. Yep. Stay away from that. All right, Trent Condon, let's open up the phone lines. First four callers right now. If you've not participated in the Claxons Barbecue Giveaway, now is your opportunity. Uh, call 515-284-5966. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. Uh, the, whoever gets the most right will get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Claxons Barbecue Giveaway next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renner's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renner's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- 4417. You may know Exile Brewing Company, for I was number one lager, Ruthie. Exile Brewing Company also brings you Swarm Golden Ale, where 20% of the revenue is donated to the Iowa Swarm Collective, helping Iowa student-athletes. And the Swarm Collective compete in today's college environment. 20% of the revenue from sales of Swarm Golden Ale goes back to the Swarm Collective and to Hawkeye student-athletes. Exile Brewing Company. Enjoy. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to give you four of you, Brian, Carson, Jay, and Ray, an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, serving barbecue in Alterna for 25-plus years, 3131 8th Street Southwest. The tiebreaker for all of you is Brock Purdy's total passing yards against the Cowboys on Sunday night. That's the tiebreaker. It's closest without going over. Brian kicks things off. Hello, Brian. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing fine. Iowa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Purdue. Give me the hawk. TCU is at Jack Trice Stadium. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. TCU. 
Texas, five and a half over Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Shootout. It's uh, shootout. Texas. <laughs> Uh, Texas, all right. Uh, football tonight. The Commanders, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears. Commanders. Brock Purdy, total passing yards. Brian, closest without going over. 245. Thanks, Brian. Have a, a great day. Appreciate it. You do. Thank you. Carson's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Carson. How we doing? Doing fine. Hawks, two-and-a-half to Purdue. Give me the Hawks. TCU is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. I'll take the clones. Texas gives five and a half to Oklahoma. Take Texas. Commanders, a six and a half point favorite over the Bears. Commanders. Brock Purdy, total passing yards is the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Uh, 232. Thanks, Carson. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Jay is next. Hi, Jay. Jay, is that you? Yes. Well, good to hear from you, Jay. Uh, Hawks, two and a half to Purdue. We need Iowa. TCU, six and a half over Iowa State. TCU. Longhorns give five and a half to the Sooners. I will take Texas. Texas for you. Commanders tonight, six and a half point favorite over the Bears. Sorry, one more time. Commanders. Commanders, okay. Tiebreaker, Jay. Total passing yards for Brock Purdy closest without going over versus Dallas. 205. 205. Thank you, Jay. And uh, the Reverend Ray. Yes. How about that? Ray, you had a puff yet? Yeah, right now. That a boy. <laughs> 8.30 for me. Uh, Looking forward to it. Kindred spirits between <laughs> well, you We're in the same fraternity. Absolutely. All right, Ray, let's uh, let's see if we can get some barbecue your way. Iowa, two-and-a-half point favorite over Purdue. Uh, Purdue. TCU gives six-and-a-half to Iowa State. TCU. Texas, five-and-a-half versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Boomer Center. Washington gives six-and-a-half to the Bears tonight. Washington. And Brock Purdy's total passing yards. Closest without going over, Ray. 240. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Fire it up. All right. There you go. (laughs) Uh, The Reverend Ray, and thank you to Claxon's Barbecue, Claxon, BBQ.com. Tomorrow night, you got a classic football game, potentially. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Top five is. Number one in some rankings, Southeast Polk takes on Waukee. Should be a great one. Looking forward to that. And got an automatic play tonight. What is it? I got to take the points in the Bears, all four of our contestants on the command. Interesting. Murph and Andy next. The drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. Have a great day. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.